0: Today, I am too. I had had a temporary setback. I had um, some of y'all go, Oh no, when you hear this, but uh, I got sent a, um, some information about Botswana, so I had to go get a COVID vaccine yesterday. If you're going to Africa, you're going to have to have one. You're going to have to have it. So, anyway. I'll held out as long as I can. I got a purpose. I know what it And is. I'm not going to let fear. I'm not going to let some stupid vaccine. I'm not going to let anything deter me from what God called me to do. And that's the attitude that we have to have about everything. Not just this stupid vaccine. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean a thing. But if you're gonna to go to Africa, you gotta have it. So get started, get started. It don't it don't hurt, no hurt. Ah, I had this great message I've been working on for over a month. Last night, I don't remember yesterday afternoon, I should say. I I, I just felt like I shouldn't, I didn't need to preach it. I mean, it, every time I would try to look at it and, and put it on paper, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't go, wouldn't go, it wouldn't go. And uh, so I go back into my notes, and I find something, and I realize, hey, I've preached this before. About a hundred times, you know. Every time I leave, before, I'm going after Friday. Um, Every time before I leave, I preach something about going and doing, right? That's what you're going to hear more of today. That's exactly what you're going to hear. We're going, but I'm not going to preach as much on presence as I am, our presence being here. But I just want to go to the Word. I just want to go there. That's the only. That's all I want to do is go in there and just look and see what it says and and go from there. Go to Luke 17. Right, verses 11 through 19. Now it happened. It's talking about Jesus. Now, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem and passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, this is what, this is what. He said, go show yourselves to the priest." And so it was that they went, they were cleansed. In other words, as they went, they were made whole. That's what it says in the King James Version. As they went, they were sent by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You know something good is going to happen, right? When 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 Jesus tells you to do something and you do it, good things happen. It never works the opposite. If you do something good, something bad is going to happen. God's going to send something bad to happen to you. No, as you were sent, there is power within your spirit. To make all things happen. That's why in the Old Testament, what is it? Here I am, send me. Why? Because there's power with sin. There's a power of being sent somewhere. That's why when we ordain, you know, the ordination, actually the licensing, gets you set to do whatever you need to do, right? You marry them and bury them. Ordination doesn't do anything. Except where you're from, when you leave, we're gonna lay our hands on you and we're gonna ordain you as being sent from here. That's where that whole thing comes from. Everybody says, Are you ordained? Yeah. Pile about fifteen different organizations. You know, I mean, not not quite that many. But people get all caught up in this ordination, 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 ordination. You're where you're supposed to be. You don't need to be sent out. Are you following follow me? Okay, I, I, I guess I ran off down that trail, man. Anyway, the most powerful word in the Bible that needs to be instilled in every Christian on this planet is go. The last thing Jesus ever said on this earth, what was the first word? Go. Go in the world and preach the gospel to every creature. These signs shall follow those that believe. You see somebody standing up in a pulpit and you're not seeing those signs follow them, they're they're probably not really supposed to be there. They're not sent. They're not ordained. They weren't set apart for that service. Paul said, when you see a church that has a form of godliness but denies the power thereof, run! Get Get away from it. Get away from it. Get away from it. We go and do more than anybody that I know in this area, and it's, it's never enough. It's never enough. There's just, I mean, there's, what, 8 billion people, nearly 9 billion people on this planet? What people do not understand, and I'm talking about the church as a whole. The church as a whole does not understand, what what is it, Second Peter, First Peter? we'll get there quicker. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Of, since the beginning of time, until Jesus comes back, he said, You, I'm going to put into this place at this time. Why? Because he pre." It was already done, it was already set that way before the earth was ever created. You're that important to God that before He created anything in this world, He created you. Yeah. To be here at this time, He sent you here with the power to fix the problems of the world. There's power in being sent. And when you're sent specifically by God, look at what happens. Look at what happens. Here we go. He said, go. They just asked him to have mercy on them. They didn't know what that meant. They just just knew that they, they were lepers. They needed some kind of help. They didn't know what it was going to be. But they just said, have mercy on us. And Jesus didn't say anything else to them. He never really... The only comment that he had was this. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. Am I right? Isn't that what it says? Yeah. Yeah. What's the first word in that sentence? Go. Go. There's power in going. There's power to be healed just by going. There's things that... There's things I've witnessed all over the world I wouldn't have witnessed if it didn't go. There's people... That I traveled with that taught me some stuff that I that if I wouldn't have went, I didn't know. I've seen and been a part of some amazing miracles that God did through people. But, but why? Because they were going. They were going to where the people needed to hear the word. Let me tell you what, America's most over-evangelized nation in the world other than Israel. There's a preacher on every corner in Israel. There's power. There's power. You people that are going that trip this this summer, that mission trip, you're going to find out that when you go, things are going to happen to you that have never happened to you before. It's going to change your life forever. It may set you on a on a, a course or a path that leads you into world evangelism for the rest of your life. You don't know. Or you just may get called to wherever we are, or God, open, or God opens up a door for you to go and be a part of what's going on somewhere else. You're never, ever, ever going to be the same. I know I wasn't. Wasn't. Even when I, if, if we're having a conversation, I've, I've been. this has been pointed out to me by numerous people, that when I can have a conversation with somebody, and if you talk about world missions or something like that, man, I really get excited. I start talking about it. I have a passion about it. have a passion about going to the world. have a passion about it. It's, just, it's what God made me for, one of the things he made me for. I'm telling you, when you go... There's power in it, but you know what? There's just as much power crossing the street than there is across the globe. It doesn't have to, you don't have to go to Africa to get that power. If you cross the street to help a neighbor, you're going. And every time you do, you and you use his name and watch what happens. It's crazy. It's crazy. I've seen some of the craziest stuff. You don't hear some crazy stuff that, I have, that I've seen? I've seen some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. There was a guy in um, in um, Mexico. I think I've told the story, but I am sure there is some people that haven't heard it. But his um, his name was Armando. He was in a car. He was a soldier in a cartel, and he messed up. And they ran over him with a car and thought he was dead. And he couldn't go to a hospital, so he just just held up and you know and hide and stay alive. Well, he, he couldn't walk. He was a cripple for 12 years. Isn't that crazy? 12? Felt like the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years. Guy couldn't walk. Comes in, they wheel him in there. And, man, God just healed him totally, that fast, that fast. And, man, the net, the, I was traveling around doing meetings down there. Every time I went, Armando was there. Armando was there. And he walked in, he walked out. He, he'd tell everybody what God did for him. It's crazy. God reached a cartel guy. You know, we just, but most people just give up on those people. Hamas, ISIS, Mexican drug cartel. Jesus loves them just as much as he loves you, so don't get all high and mighty. You know, there's people that are assigned. They were a royal priesthood, a chosen generation to reach people just like that. Hmm. <laughs> I've, I've, how do I explain this? Um, you know, God gave me a revelation of do something years and years ago. And it wasn't far years and years ago, it was for this time. It was for the, the, when the whole world panicked, when the whole world shut down, when, the, when people were getting laid off from work and everything, to do something. It, y'all did stuff, man. I'm telling you what. You came out, we were doing what, two, three, sometimes three distributions a week. And what happened? People of this church got together and did something about the problem. So that revelation about do something was not specifically for me at that point, but it was down the road, down the road, down the road. I mean, everything, everything that's done is done for a purpose. I don't do anything by accident, you know, on purpose. (laughs) Man. Man. What would what would the food pantry look like today if we didn't believe we had to do something in our Christian life? It wouldn't. It wouldn't look. It wouldn't have this face on it it has now. It couldn't do what it did. There's no way. You're doing God's work. You're working with Him every day. You pack a bag of rice and roni. Jesus, right there with you. You yeah. <laughs> know. <laughs> I don't know if you ever had rice roni in here or not, but I want to say something. I don't want you to think that I'm trying to set me up. I'm trying to set you up. Okay. What if? What if we didn't have food pantry? What if during that time, what would have happened? Crime rate would have went through the roof. Why? Because people were hungry and they didn't have. Hey, people become outlaws when they ain't no no food in their stomach. That's just that's just the way it is. What would men have looked like if we didn't start doing something years and years and years and years ago? What if that thing had never got started? What's that? What? what What would have happened? We don't have to worry about it because we're going to follow what God says. We're going to do what God says do, and we're going to go. And what's the next thing we're going to do? Go and do. Go and do. The two most important words in the Bible. For God so loved the world, he sent. There's power in it. There's power in going and doing and being sent by Him. There's a power that you never that that, You don't have to go to Africa to experience it, but I tell you what, when you do go the extra mile and and stuff like that, and you realize the importance of who you are on this earth, there's people you're going to find out. You will find out your purpose in life. Why? Because you're going and you're doing. And God ain't going to leave you hanging when you're going and doing. Never does. Never does. Amen. All right. I just... I want to go back to the scriptures. um, The original scriptures. They weren't... Why? They weren't too far away from Jesus that he couldn't hear what they said. Right? But it says that... He heard them, then he saw them. He heard them, then he saw them. Faith comes by hearing. Some of you have got a voice, but it's not being heard because you're not using it. If you hear, then you'll see. If you hear, and it pierces your heart, you go do something about it. It may be for somebody else. It may be for you. It may be for me. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know what God's going to do next, but I know it's going to be really cool. And this, 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 royal priesthood, chosen generation, all of that stuff. I'm going to tell you a revelation. that's really, really simple. Okay. Don't raise your hands or anything, okay? (laughs) How many of you said, you know, God's got this. He's in charge. You know, He is God. There's no faith in anything. That's fate. Whatever comes along, that's the way God intended for it to be. I'm telling you, that's not what it is. He tells us over and over again how to live our lives and how to walk in the abundance, how to walk in, in a productive Christian life where we, we lead people to the Lord. We disciple them. We do everything that we can. Why? Because the only thing that God doesn't have is your skin, and he needs to get in it to get things done. Don't sit back and say, God's got this, because you know what? He put you here specifically to fix what, what you're talking about. And entire churches preach that stuff. You know, I'm going to pray it once and that's it. I ain't gonna worry about it ever again. Let me tell you something. If you're believing God for something and you're not thinking about it at least an hour at least once every hour of the day, it's probably not gonna happen. You have to do you have to immerse yourself in what you're believing God for along with prayer. It's gotta stay on your mind. Got to stay. That's how you know it's God. If something keeps coming up and coming up and coming up, embrace it. Just embrace it. Don't run from it. Don't 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 worry about what's going on. Just get it done, man. Just get it done. Wait a minute. I had no idea, neither did you. That this pandemic would come. All I know, it was handled terribly, and I don't know if it could have been handled more terribly or or more good. I don't know. I just it just it logic went out the window. Churches are gone, people. They're gone, and some of them needed to be. What? I don't know. Uh-uh. I thought you said this one needed, I was thinking like, so, "What? I'll throw this microphone fast as hard as I can and chase you. If you're a little bit fast, you can probably outrun me." Oh, but there's there's some churches that should have been pruned. I'm not saying God sent this. Don't get me wrong. I mean, what the devil meant for evil, God could turn for good. I think that there was a pruning, and I think that some of those churches probably needed to be shut down. I mean, 70 churches admitted 13,000 people, 70 churches. That's crazy. I, I didn't know it until I looked it up. If everybody in Minden showed up to go to a church at the same time, they'd still have seating room. Seventy churches, thirteen thousand. Mm. Well, but This is the only town I can say that about. I've always said, you know, if everybody in the city limit went to church, all the churches would be full. I can't say that about Menden. Why? Because we got seventy churches and thirteen thousand people. Just the opposite. Anyway, the lepers. Going back to lepers, they they weren't far away. They didn't say anything. They just said, "Heal us, right?" No. I said, "Show mercy, show mercy, show mercy." And as he said, the only thing that Jesus said to him was this. Go show yourself to the priest. He didn't say that because there was power in the the priest. He said that because they were lepers and they were declared unclean. And the only person that could pronounce them clean, again, was a priest. So in other words, so as they went, they were made whole. There was no power in going to the priest can prove that because one of them didn't even go to the priest. He saw he was whole and came back to see Jesus. He said, hey, man, check this out. I got my nose back. I'm going to point her finger back. And he worshipped him. That tells me right there that there's no power in going to the priest. It was just the power of going. Just the power of doing. What following up on what Jesus said. You want to see some miracles? Follow up on what Jesus said. Not what I say, but what Jesus says. And every word that's in there is meant for you. It's not specific to a character, it's speaking to the whole body of Christ. It said, Master, have mercy on us. He gave them a command. They did it. They were healed. Go all the way back to the promised land. What was there? A land flowing with milk and honey, and blah blah. blah. And he goes, you know, the perfect place. Well, God, it was the promised land. But what did they have to do? They had to go. Across the River Jordan, like Shauna was talking about last week, which was a great message. Um, They had to cross, and then when they got there, immediately they were confronted. Correct? Jericho, most fortified city in the world at that time. Jericho. Jericho. but they went and the power of being of going and being sent by God into something that he promised them that doesn't mean there's not going to be fights that you have to fight that means you're definitely in the fight if you're following up if God sends you or you're going and you you think it's going to be smooth sailing you're terribly mistaken There's a fight. Paul said it was a good one. And I believe him. I I think it is too. I like a good fight. Don't like a bad one. But I do like a good one. Elijah, you all remember the story about Elijah? They told him, he said, Jesus said, go to this place. And there's a widow there that's going to take care of you. Right? So he goes. He went. He was sent during a famine for somebody to take care of him. And when he went, when he got there, he saw a woman, a widow woman there, she had a child. She said, hey, go fix me a biscuit or some bread, whatever you call it, you know. It's flour and oil. I mean, it's biscuits, right? It's just such a way. Yeah, maybe some hot- I don't think it was hot water cornbread because it says flour and it's going cornmeal. But um, anyway, she said, no, I'm going to make these two cakes and me and my son are going to eat them and we're going to die. He said, no, make me the cake. So, that stupid television preacher went and took that little old woman's last thing that she had. Probably tried to take up an offering while it was there too. But he made that woman for years stay there and feed him and serve him. What kind of person is that? That's exactly the way God was meant for it to go. His... His job was to go. Her job was to take care of him. And she was ready to die that day, but she lived years and years and years later. Why? Because she did what God-man said. Because she recognized him as God's man That's in my authority thing as well. But if he wouldn't have went... Exactly where God told him to go, what would happen? That woman, her boy had been dead. Elijah had been dead. I mean, I mean, we're, we're talking about a big chunk of the Bible not being there, simply because they didn't go exactly where they were supposed to go. They didn't do exactly what they were supposed to do. See, people, we we take the simplest of things. We don't realize that that simple thing is exactly what God wants us to do. Where was the power? Why? This was a woman ready to die, and her son. Now that's a big statement. When you, said, me, and my son are going to eat this, it'll be the last thing we eat because we're going to die because we don't we don't have anything else. And what happened? She never ran out of oil. She never ran out of flour. She ain't had biscuits all the time. You know, that's just like heaven to me. But the simplest of things, because you know what? She was a part of a royal priesthood, holy generation. And her whole job was to make biscuits. And because she was obedient, we know who she is now, you know? We, we've read about her for over 5,000 years. And all she did was make biscuits. Yep. See, some, some people's plan is not in line with everybody's plan. But it's all involved in God's plan. I've got things that, I mean, the simplest of things can mean power. Whew. Oh, Elijah again! There was a widow. There was a woman her husband ran up a big debt, and he died, and she had to pay the debt back. She didn't have the money, so she was going to be sold into slavery. And she, and so Elijah said, "Go get every pot that you have. If you don't," he said, "and go to all your neighbors and bar, and get their pots. Get every." barrel, bucket, whatever you can find, and bring it here. And what happened? It turned into oil. She was able to pay off her debt and then have enough to live comfortably. Why? Because she was sent. And she answered the call, and she went. She went to the priest. She went to Elijah. And then she walked in abundance the rest of her life. Simple thing of going and getting some pots and bringing them to Elijah. She's in there. She's in the Bible. Why? Obedience. That was God's plan for her. It doesn't have to be some big elaborate thing, but it's a lifetime of doing those little things. That adds up to an awful lot. What I told y'all, I've told y'all this before. You know, if you think you're ever too small to do something. Spend one night in a tent with a mosquito and it will change your mind. (laughs) The miraculous eludes us for two reasons, we don't go and we don't do. I was in um, Togo, I think. No, I was in Ghana, and I was doing. A, 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 I'd been preaching. I started in a ju- junkyard and my way up to the largest church in Ghana, and um, you know, just miracles were happening every. Day it was a, it was it was probably the most fun I've ever had in ministry. I I, I just I just have never seen it, it was I've seen it since, but I had never seen it up to that point where you just walk in miracles where things happen like you know and um, during that time, well, I've got so many stories from that. You know, sometimes God will tell you something just to see if you're really listening. And then you say, that can't be God. So you say, I don't know if I will say that or not. Everybody, anybody, anybody been there? I, 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 man. This woman comes down, she said, I want to pray for my marriage. She's in, living in a mud hut in Africa. Okay. I'd never seen her, never, I still don't know her name, but she comes up, she said, I want you to pray for my marriage, I said, how in the world can, pray for my marriage and that we can, my husband and I can have children, and man, this just, this came into my spirit, and I went, boy, God, you just really put me on the spot, you know, and I said, "Um, I can't remember, the, yes, no one i said how can you have a child when your husband's living with another woman in norway i'm in the middle of africa out she fell she would drop straight down and next you know <laughs> and you know what the pastor brings her to me afterwards and said, my husband left six months ago or some, some, a period, small period of time and he's living with a woman in Norway. I said, well, he won't be living there long or he wouldn't have told me. And sure enough, Pastor, I still, Pastor Richard Richard Acomeo was his name. And um, we're still in contact and and they're still married. He's he back. They've got good, Kids, they're grown now. Uh, you know. What would have happened if I said, oh, let's just pray for you. Maybe. I don't know. But I know when I said that other thing, it worked. But something that simple can change lives that was the same place where the guy got all got all gold teeth it was in the same service but anyhow let me move forward I'm about, to, I'm about done oh there's a power that comes upon you and I, I, I can. I, I'll just explain it the way it happens to me. There's a power when I'm on a mission that I don't have when I'm here. Or I can't get it going, I guess you'd say. Let me tell you what. When you decide to go, you better be ready for the power to come. Because here it comes. Here it comes. Going and doing is a key to God's heart. Heck, Goes two thirds of his name. Actually, if you do it backwards, it's the same way the other way. You got to go one way and do the other. <laughs> Alex thought that was funny. Oh, you're laughing at somebody else. That's uh, Joe. Joe Burrow here, folks. Joe Burrow. You seen Joe's new haircut? He got a Joe Burrow haircut. I think it looks good actually. Yeah. No, it don't. <laughs> it's white and still falling out, man. Go back to the original text. All right, have mercy on us. Go to the next one. The ghost show. Go show yourself to the priest. As they went, they were made whole. Are are you starting to understand what I'm saying? There's always a component when you're going and doing that you have when you're not going to there's another there's i can't explain it but there's just another component that comes upon you when you're right in the middle of what god wants you to do man i'm telling you it's the most unbelievable feeling in the world and then when and when god shows up you know what you're just amazed at all that he can do you're just amazed I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to it. That's why we're a world mission church. And we always will be. Because the key to Jesus coming back definitely is world evangelism. We know that. Till everyone hears the word. But I just love being in a different culture. Immersing myself in it. And having faith for it because through my faith, their their lives are going to be changed, not due to fate, but faith. Believe in it, saturate your mind with it, and go it, and do it, and I promise you, you're going to see amazing, mighty things. It's just the way that it is. Everybody stand up. Let's pray. You want to pray? First of all, is anybody here sick, need, need healing in their body? Everybody's healthy. I know I am. Feel good. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing. Father, we thank you that, 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 that we're a part of it, that we are in this time, at this place, because of your choice. And Father, we thank you so much. For Jesus, Father, we thank you. We thank you that you sent him. And power came. Power to overcome the grave came when you sent him. Father, we thank you. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.